Good morning and welcome to Children's Sunday at Flat Springs Baptist Church. We are so glad that each of you are here and we look forward to leading you in worship this morning. Good morning and welcome to Flat Springs. If you are a first time visitor to our church, we want to say a special welcome to you and we are glad that you are here. There are visitor cards in the pew in front of you. Take one, fill it out, drop it off in the offering plate. The beautiful flowers that are here on the offering table this morning have given have been given by the children of Jesse and Ethelene Walker in honor of their 65th wedding anniversary. There will be a baby shower this afternoon in the fellowship hall for Mar Mallory and Matthew Patterson from 2.30 to 4. The children's ministry here at Flat Springs will be hosting a breakfast and Easter egg hunt on Saturday, April 20th. Donations of small individually wrapped candies and plastic Easter eggs are being collected in the small kitchen. Our prayer concerns for Bill Bavaret will be having a double knee replacement this coming Tuesday. Continue to lift up Amy Godwin. She has come home from the hospital, but please continue to pray for her recovery process. Please pray for Harry Hang Hang Hagler. Please lift up Roy Dalton Johnson family in your prayer. Roy was Lynn's Reagan's uncle who passed away. The funeral will be this Wednesday. Let us pray. Loving God, we are very thankful that you want us to come and worship you. We know that you are listening to us when we sing and when we pray, and we know that you are here with us and you will bless us before we leave. Help us all to worship you today with our whole hearts. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
These are some boys and girls from our Awana program, and they have memorized a verse that they would like to share with you all this morning. Well, her A.C. have wet and flaked the wool in Psalms 150, verse 6. We proclaim how great you are and tell of the wonderful things you have done. Psalm 75, 1. Let us praise God for the free gift he gave us in his dear son, Ephesians 1, 6. 1 Corinthians 16, 34. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. And now we will join in a song to praise God. Please open your hymn books to page three, 346 and stand to sing with us. everything that is good, our homes, our food, our families, and even our lives. All that we own and all that we are belong to you. Since you give us so much, we thank you by sharing our time, talents, and right now our money with others in need. Use these gifts to show your love to people throughout our community and our world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Please turn your hymn books to page 31 and stand to sing with us. jealousy already. <laughs> I don't know how many of you know me. I'm Jack. Actually, the bulletin says I'm Mr. Jack Marks. I thought that was my daddy all these years. <laughs> anyway, it's not who I am that's important. It's who you are. Do you know who you are? You, each and every one of you are the future of Flat Springs Baptist Church, and that is important. And all of us here every Sunday are so excited when y'all come down every Sunday morning faithfully for the children's sermon. And I was excited when I was asked to participate this morning. Who wants a cookie? Oh, we got somebody that wants a cookie. All right. Well, hang on a minute. I got some cookies. Cookie right there. Mm. Okay. Now, who wanted the cookie? Oh, you don't want it now? You don't want it now? Like half a cookie? Hmm. We might have to wait a minute. Let me finish. I get it. You wanted a whole cookie, not half a cookie. I don't blame you. I wouldn't want a half a cookie either. Who wants a half a cookie? And that's the lesson today. The lesson is today is we should not offer anybody a half a cookie. We should offer a whole cookie, okay? And that reminds me, that's what Jesus wants. He wants all of us. He wants our whole heart. He wants, just doesn't want half of our heart, okay? I think he said in Deuteronomy 6, 5, to love him with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our mind. Okay? I think that's what he said. I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he said love him with half our heart, and half our soul, and half our... No? No. 
Let me tell you. You know what you should do when you don't know? You should go to God's Word. That's what you should always do. And not rely on what other people say. Let's see what God says. God says, we're going to get to them in a minute, sweetheart. <laughs> they are good. He says that we love him with all our heart, all our mind, and all our soul, our whole being. That's how we should love him in Deuteronomy 6, 5. But that's not to mean that you can't have something special to you. Your mother, your father, your grandfather, <laughs> grandma, okay, a special toy, a special game, that's all okay. He doesn't mind you having those things. But if God asks you to give those things up, we should be willing to do that for him, okay? And that's hard, okay? And that's the reason he says, gives us the Holy Spirit to help us in our heart to be able to give up those things and to love him as a whole, okay? All right. Now, each of you wanted the cookie? Well, I got cookies. But before I give you the cookie, let's have a prayer, okay? Our Father in heaven, help us to make sure that you are the most important thing in our lives. Help us to give you our whole heart, our whole soul, and our whole mind. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. This may take a while. I'm not very good at waiting. Here we go.
Mark 10, 13 through 16. And they were bringing children to him that he might touch them. And the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw it, he was indignant and said to them, let the children come to me, do not hinder them. For to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And he took them in his arms and blessed them, laying his hands on them. We're going to have children's Sunday every Sunday from here forward. And I can't wait when Taylor steps up on this to do her sermon here in a minute. She'll be tough. If you've been blessed by the Lord, by what's happened here so far, would you say amen? amen? That's what we've come for. And when our children lead us, they would teach us so much if we'd listen. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, never are we more mindful of the blessings you share with us than on a Sunday like this. When little hearts and little lives who really have no way to know about you except through their family have no way to worship you unless their family brings them, has no way to learn the word of God unless the family teaches them and the church comes alongside them. And Lord, we celebrate today their willingness to stand up with nerves and doing things they've never done before for you. And in that, they teach us. So, Lord, I want to begin praying for the family. It's a difficult time. There are so many challenges to be family in 2019. And I thank you for every family that has said, being a part of the kingdom of God and bringing up our children in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord are important. And teaching them to love you with all their heart and all their mind and all their strength. And so, Lord, I pray for moms and dads, for granddads, for uncles, for aunts, for brothers and sisters. And, Lord, I just pray for the family. And I lift them to you because I know that the devil will challenge every part of the relationship between mom and dad, between husbands and wives, between children and their parents. And in this confusing time, Lord, may we hold tight to your word and do what you've taught us to do and what we know to do. And may we love each other with your love. May we care for each other as you care for us. Heavenly Father, I pray for the church and ask that you would bless us as a body of believers as we come together, that we would encourage one another, we'd love one another, that we would share life with one another, that we would listen diligently to your Holy Spirit, that we would follow your lead, that we would do what you've taught us to do, that we would be your hands and your feet in this community and in the lives of each other, that we would diligently seek to be the best disciple we can possibly be, 
that we would challenge one another to be that kind of disciple, that we could influence this community, our neighbors, with the power of the gospel. And Lord, as we move ever closer to Easter, the power of the resurrection and the promise of eternal life. Heavenly Father, I pray for the church and I pray for Deep River. I pray for those who live along this corridor we call Deep River Road and all those that connect to it and all those that find their way into this community, Heavenly Father. Thank you that they are our responsibility and help us to take that responsibility so seriously and be your hands and feet in their hearts and in their lives. And so now, Lord, thank you for blessing us. Thank you for the smiles that you have placed on our face and on our spirit as our children leave us and have done such a wonderful job. And Lord, may they continue to grow and to the, become the, some, the teenagers and then the young adults. And then before long, they'll be sitting here with their children. Lord, may we pass on to them a strong church. Help us to follow you and to love you. We've mentioned names of folks that are having tests done or having procedures done, surgeries. We lift them to your care. And we ask God that you would bless them in a very special way. Now continue to lead us as we praise you and worship you in spirit and in truth. May the words that you speak through Taylor touch our heart and challenge us to make the changes in our heart and life that would make us better disciples. In the holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.
Hear these words from Deuteronomy chapter 6, 4 through 9. Hear, o Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts and press them on your children and talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them to your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. <laughs> My helper. <laughs> Would you pray with me? Gracious God, we come to you today with gratitude in our hearts for the leadership that these children have shown us today as we have worshiped together. We thank you for each one and for the uniqueness and wonderful personalities that you have gifted each of them. God, I ask that you help us to be worthy of being called their teachers. Help us to always look to you for guidance in teaching them all that we know about you. In Jesus' name, amen. So growing up with a teacher for a mom, I always envied her position. I loved going into her room at school with all the cute decorations, more books than I could ever hope to read, and don't get me started on writing on the chalkboard, okay? I thought nothing could be cooler than getting to be a teacher. At my house, I used to set up our toy room as a classroom, and I would put all my little stuffed animals in chairs and arrange them just like my mom's classroom. I would get out my paint easel that doubled as a chalkboard, and we would practice cursive and learning the alphabet. My favorite part, though, was when I roped my little brother in to being one of my students. I would assign him homework, and of course he wouldn't do it, so no recess for him. Um, but it worked out. Now that I'm married to a teacher, however, I don't envy the position quite as much as I used to. Now I hear stories of all kinds of happenings that take place in the wonderful world of middle school, and I thank God for calling me to be a minister. <laughs> However, even though I don't wish my profession to be a teacher anymore, I still think their profession allows them to tell some pretty great stories. This morning I'd like to share some snippets of what, I, what it's really like to be a teacher and I found these stories in one of my favorite uh, light reading materials, Reader's Digest, okay? I recently asked a student where his homework was. He replied, it's still in my pencil. <laughs> Thought that was pretty good. My sixth grade class would not leave me alone for a second. It was a constant stream of, Miss Osborne, Miss Osborne, Miss Osborne. Fed up, I said firmly, do you think we could go for just five minutes without someone saying, Miss Osborne? The classroom got quiet. Then from the back, a soft voice said, um, Cindy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
On the last day of the year, my first graders gave me beautiful handwritten letters. As I read them aloud, my emotions got the better of me, and I started to choke up. I'm sorry, I said. I'm having a hard time reading. One of my students said, just sound it out. <laughs> During the driver's education class that my friend taught, a student approached a right turn. Use your turn signal, my friend reminded her. No one's coming, said the student. It doesn't matter. It might help those behind you. Without missing a beat, the student turned around to the students in the back seat and said, I'm turning right up ahead. <laughs> when one girl had finished the English portion of the examination, she removed her glasses and started the math questions. Why aren't you wearing your glasses, she was asked. She responded, my glasses are for reading, not mathematics. I like to think that God gives teachers students like these to add laughter to their lives because without the ability to laugh, things might be getting a little bit hairy. Truly, though, teachers are my heroes. They work hard and are often underpraised for their work. So to all of you that are teachers by profession, thank you. However, did you know that you and I are called to be teachers every day of our lives? I don't mean that you have missed your calling and that God wants you to quit your job and start teaching second graders about addition and subtraction. I mean that you and I are called by God to be teachers to all these wonderful young people that stood up here this morning. The subject we are called to teach, you ask? How to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our strength. I think there can be no greater privilege on this earth than to be a teacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that, my friends, is exactly what you and I are called to do. I read a quote earlier this week, and there was some debate about who had said it, but it goes like this. Children are the living messages we send to a time we will not see. We teach our, what we teach our children matters. What we let others teach our children matters. I want you to stop and think with me for a moment. Go into your memories and begin to search through them and answer this question. Who was your favorite teacher? Now think about why this person was your favorite teacher. For me, my mind goes back to 11th grade to my 21st century history class with Mr. Savino. I had him for fifth period, and that meant I had him every day. His class was an elective, meaning that I voluntarily chose to take his class over art, music, several other options, and his was a history class. So that should tell you something right there. He was a good teacher. What made him a good teacher? Every day when we came in, we could ex expect the same routine. He was prepared, and he had us prepared on what he expected of us. We had a mutual expectation of what was going to happen. You see, Mr. Savino knew his history upside down, backwards, forwards, and he would teach his lesson like he was telling a story. 
It was as if you were transported back in time and were sitting in a chair observing the events unfolding all around you. He had studied well, but not only did he know his material, he turned each story into a real-life lesson that we could apply to our everyday lives. And finally, Mr. Savino respected his students, and through that respect came the understanding that he cared for each of us. He did not treat one student better than the other, and in doing so, he created a learning environment where we all felt welcome and respected, and therefore, we treated him with just as much respect as he gave us. So I've told you my favorite teacher, but I want you to go back to the person you pulled out of your memories. Was there a certain thing that drew you to the conclusion that he or she was your favorite? Were they kind? Did they take time to listen to you? Did they show you respect? Did they help you understand something that when they presented it the first time didn't make much sense? There are so many things that truly embody the essence of a good teacher. But this morning, I want to challenge you to think of what God expects of us as teachers of his word to his children. I thought about it and I prayed about it. And there are three understandings that I believe God wants us to embrace in order to be good teachers to our children. The first comes from our passage that Lily read for us just a few minutes ago. This passage of scripture commands us to love the Lord our God with everything that we have. Not just a piece, not just when it's convenient for our schedules, not just when we understand and everything is going well in our lives, but to always love him with everything that we have. It then goes on to say, these commands that I give to you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. A good teacher never stops teaching. If a teacher sees a student outside the classroom and they ask them a question, are they going to respond by saying, oh, well, we'll worry about that when we get back to school on Monday? No. A good teacher stops whatever they're doing and tries to help the child to understand because it's important. It's important for our children to understand how to love the Lord our God. And we cannot wait until Sunday morning to do so. We cannot wait for Sunday school teachers to teach them the stories of the Bible. But it must be a daily learning process that goes on at home as well. Pray with your children. Read your Bible with your children. Ask your children what questions they have because it matters and because God has commanded us to love him. And how can they love him if they do not know him? A good teacher's actions matches their teaching because just as much as listening, learning is audible, it is also visual. Have you ever seen a child mimic their parent? I read a story where a little girl was trying to entice her brother to eat his supper. 
The little boy was no more than 12 months old and was not interested in eating the food set before him. Frustrated, the little girl said, Levi, eat your supper. He did not. So she began to count. One, two, three, and she went as high as she could go, which was 10. She found out he still wasn't going to eat his food. So still not finishing his supper, she looked at him and she said, go to your room. Obviously, the little girl was going off the example set before her by her parents. She didn't learn that on her own. In James chapter 1, verses 21 through 23, these words are found. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. If you preach the words of the Bible to your child and ask that they follow what it says, but you do not, they will not. The youth have been a testament of this to me, for me. If I say something and I don't follow through with it or I don't do what I say, they remember and they remind me. Your children are watching and they're mimicking your example. And finally, a good teacher knows their material. In Colossians 3.16, it says these words, Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your heart. If I go into a classroom and I begin to teach on chemistry, but I know nothing about chemistry, which I do not, then I am not capable of teaching that class on chemistry. Please hear me correctly. I'm not saying that if you don't know the Bible forward and backwards and haven't read it three times all the way through, that you cannot teach your children. That's not what I'm saying at all. I absolutely believe that we are all continual learners of the word and that we can start to learn something new at any point in our lives. But if you never pick up the Bible and read its words for yourself, then how can you expect to pour those words into your children's lives? Psalm 127.3 says this, Children are a gift from the Lord. And I believe that with all of my heart. Children are a gift from the Lord. But children are also our greatest responsibility. Look around the room this morning at all the children that have stepped up here to lead us and to share their gifts with us. These students are being led by each one of you every single day of their lives. They are watching, they are listening, and they are eager to understand about this thing called Christianity. So parents, grandparents, elders, and fellow church members, I ask you today, what is it that your life is teaching those around you? Are you sharing your love for the Lord daily with everyone you encounter? Are you earnestly seeking answers to your questions in God's word? Do you know God on a deeper level than just a prayer here or there spoken on someone else's behalf? If the answers to these questions are hard for you, then you've got some work to do. God has prepared the lesson. How well do you know it?
And most importantly, how well do you teach it? Would you pray with me? Gracious and holy God, we stand before you in this room as students and teachers eager to learn from you. Help us to seek answers in your word. Help us to desire to know you more clearly and help us to always want to learn more about you. God, we thank you for the precious children that you have entrusted to us. Make us worthy of being their teachers. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We now come into a time of invitation. And if there's someone in this room that needs to make a decision, whether it be to, to follow Christ for the first time and come down front and talk to us about getting baptized and joining this church, then we invite you to come. Or maybe the words that were spoken this morning really struck you and you've got some talking with God to do. The altar is open. If you would like to come forward, you can. Or if you want to sit in your seat and talk to God, you can do that as well. However you feel comfortable and however God leads. We're going to stand and sing our closing hymn, Jesus Loves Me. It's number 344. Can you, okay, you can hear me, hello. Um, I just want to say thank you to all the children that led us in worship this morning. You guys did a wonderful job, so thank you so much. Parents, thank you for helping out with me, um, and choir leaders, thank you so much for your leadership as well. Um, Casey Schoolcraft is going to lead us in our benediction now.
Does it work? Oh. Let us pray. Lord, we have worshipped. Lord, we have worshipped you and felt your love as we leave this worship place and go to our schools, to homes, and to work. Bless us and be near us. Help us to feed your presence in all we do. And Lord, again, um, thank you. And Lord, thank you for letting us be in a free country where we can worship you. And we are allowed to read the Bible and learn more and more about you. And Lord, I just want to pray. We, I just want to pray for those who don't have that opportunity to come and worship you because it's against the law. And we just want to pray for those people. And thank you for sending your one and only son to die on the cross for our sins. We should have been there, but instead you sent your one pure son to die on the cross for us. And thank you for... And Lord, thank you for having so many people here come worship and learn more. Worship, praise, and Lord, learn more about you, Lord. And Jesus, in your holy name we pray, amen. Thank you. 